Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Since the pandemic started in 2020, people have begun to realize the importance of togetherness. As people, we long for community in some aspect, even if you're an introvert. And that's why online communities are so popular. Like World of Warcraft. Yep, incels. Oftentimes, when we are working, we like the comfort of home, but we also miss the camaraderie of between coworkers. In comes WeWork. WeWork is a company that provides flexible, flexible workspaces where people who would normally work isolated can find like minds in shared spaces. The idea exploded. It was hip. It was cool. They even had kegs. But even the best ideas don't always go the way that we expect. Today, we look at WeWork, a story of greed, lavish spending, and ultimately, a downfall. I just want to say I feel personally attacked that when you said incels, you pointed at me, but that's fine. You're not an incel. You're, you're very right. I My girlfriend is not a paid actor. She's real, and, and we do stuff. Yep. She may be a sex doll, but... But she's not a paid actor. She's not a paid actor. And that's what I said. There is a guy on dating apps in Chicago that um, has a sex doll and he takes her everywhere with him. And her name is Lauren. And he has a bunch of pictures of her on his profile. He's just like Lars from Lars and the Real Girl. I don't know what that is. That's a movie where, um, what's his name from The Notebook? Ryan Gosling? Yeah. His like girlfriend dies and, he, and like he's still under depression and he gets a sex doll that he pretends it's real that's weird yeah yeah it is (laughs) you've probably heard of WeWork but uh what is it exactly so WeWork is a commercial real estate company that provides flexible workspaces the offices are usually taken up by entrepreneurs and startup companies the offices from what I can see are actually really really cool they're super modern they're clean like they got they got arcade games. What are we talking about? They got a PS5 that I can play? Well, they uh, are very appealing to millennials. It's just, it's very neat. Oh, it's so they have like, a therapist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. An on-site therapist. And every time your feelings get hurt, you don't have to stay there. <laughs> All right. This is a pass. Go home. Go home. You know what? I. You know what you need? You go home and take a lavender bath. Okay. I've never taken a lavender bath. Scroll through TikTok. Take some you time. Light a candle. Okay. I feel personally attacked right now. Eat some avocado toast and come back tomorrow when you feel like your chakras are aligned. Yeah. I don't know. If I was an entrepreneur, I would really be tempted to go to one uh, like a space like this because I get distracted very easily. That's shocking to anybody who's ever listened to us. Um, <laughs> Every five seconds. That reminds me of a time when... <laughs> squirrel. Um, yeah. No, I get super distracted. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad I've never had to work from home because I know I wouldn't get anything done. I'm not good at it. It's hard. It's a hard thing for Nina. Oh, yeah. I uh, I mean, 
I don't know if it's still a thing. I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was a kid. Feels like I might still have it a little bit sometimes. You probably do. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I get very like, I'm doing something else now. I can't focus on a task for very long. That actually doesn't shock me at all that you have ADHD because you go down like these spirals. Like, not bad spirals, but, like, you, like, are, like, I have to know about this topic, and I have to know everything about this topic, and that is, uh... Oh, I'll info dump it, you too. You ask me a question about something I know a lot about, and you will be listening to me for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Okay, now I know why. I thought you were just weird. <laughs> but it's your brain. I, no, I don't think anyone is just weird. There's usually an explanation <laughs> for something. I'm like, okay, Kashan loves to research niche topics. You're like, yep, that's Kashan. He spent eight hours the other day watching bodybuilding videos for no reason. Did you really? This was a long time ago, but yeah, I did. There's like a couple of bodybuilders that are popular on TikTok, and they just, just like hours of watching them do like like weird lifts and stuff, and I'm like, all right, I guess all I'm right. doing this now. Well, mm. anyway, WeWork Spaces have a lot of perks as well. Uh, they've got really nice kitchens with lemon water, and then they even started installing kegs, and you can drink beer while you're at the office, and no one can tell you no because you're an entrepreneur and you're your own boss. Yeah, so if you're your own boss, you can be an alcoholic. Yeah. Because who's going to tell you no? Go home, you're drunk. Like No I, one. I only work drunk. Right. I'm my own boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was a really interesting concept because this idea of quote-unquote co-working, which means working with other people, but you're on different tasks in the same room, it wasn't really a thing before. Like, yeah, you could go to the library and somebody's like, studying. a library. Well, but it's, it's still different, though. They don't let you drink. They don't have a coffee machine at the library. Yeah, they do. Where? They got one of those little, you know, spits out a cup. and it No, a you latte. don't have a barista. You know, you know what okay, I mean? Okay, no, like, not that. This sort of idea like sh- of having, like, a company that has flexible workspaces was never a thing before this, though. And the ho- whole idea of this was very communal, and they would renovate buildings and install glass walls so that everybody could see uh, what everybody was doing at the same time, and it was... The goal was to feel very connected, but you can't beat off in your office if you have a glass wall. Was that in the contract? I don't know. Exactly. So you could once, one time. Well, you could do it more, but you'd get arrested after the first time, probably. Yeah. Many people who were in tech startups wouldn't even consider working anywhere else because it was just a given that you would go work at WeWork. Um, the company was founded in 2010, and its headquarters are based in New York City. As of 2020, WeWork was in 120 cities and in 828 buildings. And multiple countries, too. That's yes. the other thing. Like, it wasn't this not just America, Mm-mm. not just Canada. They were doing, no. like... like China expansions, like everywhere. Crazy. Yep. WeWork was founded by Adam Newman and Miguel McClevey. Adam Newman is an Israeli businessman who immigrated to the United States, and he had a very nomadic childhood. I bet he was born on the back of a a Greyhound going down uh, Highway 41. Yeah, I bet he was. Because he sounds like a rambling man. He was. That is an How'd old... How'd you fucking know? That's such an old man reference. It is. <laughs> but I've heard the song, so I know. Um, and then he, uh, Miguel McClevey is a an American businessman. And interesting enough, McClevey and Newman both grew up in communes. Cults? Yep. Well, I don't think that Newman's was a cult, but McClevey's was. Uh, McClevey grew up in a commune in Oregon, and Newman... Grew up in one in Israel. 
So I'm not really sure if the commune in Israel was religion based. I feel I feel like all communes are a little culty. Oh, probably. You know, you can't get away with not being a little culty in a yeah. commune, you know? And it's very um apparent in their business structure that they both grew up in communes and we'll explain they did blood sacrifices, yeah. They did in crazy stuff over at and WeWork. Sacrificed goats and ate the heart out. Yeah. At their WeWork meetings. But but that's the thing is that other people could do other stuff in the same space. That's right. the whole idea, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um but Newman and McClevey both worked at the same office building and they met at an office party. And in 2008, they talked their landlord into letting them divide the floors of an empty building into semi-communal offices and let them rent that out. And they, they originally founded a company that was called Green Desk, which was an eco-friendly co-working space. They sold that business in 2010 and started WeWork. When they first, when they opened their first WeWork studio in Soho, which is in not Soho in London, Soho in New York, um, they had partial funding from a real estate developer. Joe Schriber purchased 33% interest in the company for $15 million. That sounds like it's going to be a good investment and then maybe a bad investment and then maybe a good investment again. Like maybe. (laughs) Many investors saw WeWork as the future of work. And a lot of investors were afraid of missing out on the next big thing because the idea of WeWork was really new and exciting. And they also saw what was happening with these startups and then everybody in these tech startups going to WeWork. So they really wanted to be a part of it. This happens with every tech startup. They're like, tech startups are so stupid sometimes. They're like, we build an we built an app that monitors the temperature of your balls. It's for testicular health, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is the next big thing." Well, is, it is. Is ball health really gonna? Is, is ha, testicular you know health hot? the next thing on millennials' minds? We got to throw money at it. Well, do you know how warm your balls are? <laughs> Decently, <laughs> I just checked. I bet Decently. they're like ninety-seven degrees. You don't give me enough credit. Hot, hot, hot! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's like it's like people always they fucking freak out over these tech startups and most like I'd probably say 70% of them are probably stupid. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But everyone's got FOMO so they're throwing right. money at them hoping exactly. something sticks. Um originally they were getting interest in seed invest seed investors who saw WeWork as a small company but when in all actuality they had reached a billion dollar valuation. Um, they kept it like on the DL. I don't really know what the purpose of that was, but they were like, let's keep it a secret that we are as big as we are. And seed investors are investors that put a little bit of money into something instead of that, like a lot of people putting a lot, little bit of money into. Like the Bernie Sanders campaign. I got it. Yeah. Yes, actually. <laughs> and also like planting seeds because that seed is tuna tiny. But it but could it, grow into it, a flower. It becomes big. Or a tree. And by 2014, WeWork was considered the fastest growing lease of office space in New York. And it was on track to becoming the sixth fastest growing lease of new space in America. Damn. Yep. And according to the company's founders, this is a quote, during the economic crisis, we're talking about the one in 2008, mm-hmm. there were many, there were these empty buildings and these people freelancing or starting companies. This was a quote from Newman. 
I knew there was a way to match the two. What separates us, though, is community. And we work, like we said earlier, is very weirdly into this community mindset. And we're going to just keep seeing that idea of community more and more and more throughout today's episode. But some of WeWork's biggest investors were J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs Group, Harvard Corporation, Benchmark, and a man named Mortimer Mortimer Zuckerman, who was the former CEO of Boston Properties. I don't know what Boston Properties is. It's a big deal. I guess that's fair. Also, poor guy. His name's Mortimer. That's a terrible and name. And Zuckerman. Like, but that's that's double duty bad name in there. I bet he's the only Mortimer Zuckerman in the whole entire world. Yeah, it's like, oh, old Mort Zuckerman? That guy's a legend. He's no, a legend. No one says that. He's a legend for fall, falling asleep during board meetings. That's what Mortimer Zuckerman's a legend for. And in 2015, WeWork announced that Artis Minson, who was the former CFO of Time Warner Cable, would join the company as president and COO. So they're pulling a lot of big names. That's a weird transition from a cable company to a, a, what is basically a real estate tech startup. But, I mean, I guess if you run a business, Tech right? and tech. He's a CFO, right? So he's just, you know. Right. It's more about money anyway. Right. So whatever. Exactly. And by 2016, the company was valued at $16 billion. And by October 2016, the company had raised $1.7 in private capital. In in 2017, so I'm just going to apologize right now. A lot of this, I'm going to be talking about their, um, like all the good things that happened. And Uh there's going to be a lot of dates. So I'm sorry about all the dates, but they're important. Hey, a lot of dates. It sounds like nine is history. Am I right? About a boom, about a bing. And just like, uh, you know, if you're hearing about the pot, this on a podcast, you know that it's going to go downhill, just like my dating life. So a lot of important dates, but uh, ultimately, failure. <laughs> nice. Nice. In 2017, the Wall Street Journal reported that the company SoftBank Group Corporation in Japan was investing $1 billion into the company. And we will talk about SoftBank more later, but they, uh, spoiler alert, ended up, they ended up investing a lot more than a billion. Oh, man. Yeah. Because they're so soft. Yep. And by mid-2017, the WeWork, WeWork opened its, an online store, and they also started offering fitness classes at their locations. And then also in 2017, they opened offices in Asia. An online st- Wait, an online store for what? Is it like merch? Yeah, like, well, like, you know buy, what buy I a think? WeWork mug? You know, no, you know, well, it probably did include merch, but what I'm thinking of is that it would also allow you to rent things at WeWork. That wasn't online before. It's. I don't know. I wasn't. It's there. a tech startup. It has to be online previous to this. That's the whole thing. If I have to talk to somebody to rent a space, I'm not doing it. I'm terrified of people. I don't want to talk to somebody on the phone. Right, but like that's probably included. Like, oh, you know what I want to? I want a wrist rest. Like you know, a little cushy wrist rest, so my my wrists don't get tired while I'm typing on my keyboard. So it's just a it's a Staples, it's Staples online. Sure, <laughs> I'm right. totally making that up. I don't know exactly what they <laughs> sold. And in October 2017, WeWork bought the Lord and Taylor Building on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan from the Hudson Bay Company. And for some reason, I thought that this was the place from Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, the trading company, the East India Trading Company. Yes, oh yes. my God, no. <laughs> I don't know why they sound the same in my brain. 
yep, yep. <laughs> they're, they're not the same thing. But they bought this building from the Hudson Bay Company for $825 million, which was a sick deal. Nice. Real sick deal. Nice. Well, along comes 2018, and WeWork starts partnering with colleges. And, uh, you know, this I thought was kind of dumb. And I think a lot of it from what I was understanding with the partnering with the colleges is because it was for more like online school Mm -hmm. where there wasn't a physical space to study at. Because I was like, you're already paying so much money for colleges. Like, why do you need to go to WeWork? Yeah. Like, you better have you better have a library on campus. If right. I pay intuition, there better be a library where I can go and use a computer. But both of us also never went to school in the city. And I know that sometimes school in the city is a little bit different with, like, the spaces and where they're at and well, stuff. Well, I mean, there there's also a plethora of public libraries in the city, too, though. And parks. And coffee shops. So, like, in my podunk college town, there was not that. Right. I don't know where the other library was in town. There probably was one. I don't know where it was. Right. You know? Right. There's one on campus. Mm-hmm. Bunch of computers there. Go there. Go there. But at this time, WeWork was also an awesome place to work. It was the free beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the company was really young, and the people who worked there were young, and there was a very big work hard, play hard atmosphere at WeWork. The company would hold all kinds of parties for its employees and bring them together. And there was ac- there was also a summer camp slash festival that was held for employees. And they had some meetings in the morning, but then they would just like do crazy fun activities. Like they'd be jet skiing, they'd be rock climbing, they'd do all kinds of cool stuff. They did, they had the inflatable hamster balls that you would run around in, and I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do that. And they had those at this festival. I've done it. It's fun. Want to do it? And if I would have worked at WeWork, I could have, but I didn't. But they had that. And then they would get like super wasted at night. There was tons of drinking and they would have concerts and it looked like a ton of fun. Not going to lie. Nice. It looked like a ton of fun. Um, it was described as fire festival gone right. So just a music festival deal. Got it. Yeah, basically, I guess. I don't know. It was just a bunch of partying and a lot of having fun. Yeah. And uh, also, go check out our Fire Festival episode. It's a good one. Yeah, Billy McFarland. Yes. Um, Newman was also not only the co-founder of WeWork, but he did some weird motivational speaking stuff to everybody at WeWork. Um, it was weird. Like, they would have these big meetings and stuff, and he would, he honestly, it felt like he was Joel Osteen giving a speech he's like you're a creator and you're a creator we all are creators and we all can do big things and we all can change the world and like we work's gonna change the world like it didn't actually make sense i don't know about that bro but people bought into it this is this is another reason tech startups suck is they're like our testicle monitoring app is going to fundamentally change history of humankind as we know it. There will be no more war once we know exactly what's going on in the pants of every man on this planet. And in the in in the documentary I watched, one, someone compared him to a cult leader because <laughs> they're like he could convince anyone of anything. Jared Leto is playing him in the movie that's coming out on Apple TV, and Jared Leto is a cult leader, right? So is he? He has hair like a cult leader. There's been some stuff about, like, 30 Seconds to Mars does these, like, island retreats where everyone dresses in white, and they literally, like, 
like post it like hashtag it's not a cult. Like I think it's a marketing ploy, but it's like this whole thing. Like is Jared Leto a cult leader? Because he also yeah, he kind of looks like a cult leader. And he's a weird. He's a weird, 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 weird dude. Yeah, that's that's weird. But he plays Newman. That movie's coming out this year on Apple TV. Can't wait. But anyways, they eventually um, we work actually eventually also ended up making living spaces called We Live, and um, people would rent studios there and then go to WeWork and work. So it's even more like a commune. So, so they just they just were like, "What's Airbnb doing? We'll do that too." Kind of. No, because these people were living there, living there. Like they would rent the studio. Oh, you like signed you like rent- a full lease. Yeah, like a year lease. It's not just like a however long you're using the other space. No. Oh no, this was like an apartment building that they had. Oh, so they're just landlords. <laughs> yes, literally, they were landlords. Cool. Um, it's just like, it was, I I don't know. This whole thing was very weird to me. It was super community focused. Like everybody looks like they were having a good time, but doesn't everybody kind of look like they're having a good time in a cult? Like, but they're actually not, you know, but a lot of people came on as employees at WeWork at a lower salary than they would normally make somewhere else because of the dream and vision that WeWork had and it would pump them up and make them excited. Maybe this is why they quietly... They quietly didn't talk about how their company was valued so much because maybe their workers would be like, why am I not making more money then? If, maybe. If we, if we already have money. Possibly. But they were also given a certain value of stock option, which they said would equal out to the lower pay. They're like, yeah, you're getting paid lower, but look, you've got all the stock option. Mm. So, And there was also this idea that everybody owned a piece of the company, which also goes into this whole like – community vibe like we all own a piece of it we all are we work it's good in theory yeah Yeah, but if the company would do well then the employees would do well and they would get rich but as we know that doesn't really always happen Mm -hmm. and then the way that they uh well newman would also often say that everybody would have equity in the company but that also wasn't necessarily the truth and that wasn't really what was happening Mm -hmm. and someone was talking about like he would pitch it and make paint this picture that these people were going to become millionaires when all reality their equity was only worth like two thousand dollars i'm about to say yeah, you, you can't all become millionaires that's not how it works. no no that's, but that's too good to be true absolutely well many people viewed we work as a tech company when in all actuality it was it was a real estate company people mm-hmm. are renting these spaces they're renting out buildings um newman himself would even lie like i watched an interview with him and he lied and he's like oh no we're not a real estate company we're a tech company but that's just simply not the truth i could see them being like it's a combination of both because it is kind of mm-hmm. a combination mm-hmm. of both right mm-hmm. um so it's it's about how you want to define yourself at that point but you have aspects of both a tech company and a real estate company i mean you're buying your largest investment is property exactly so you're probably a real estate company <laughs> yeah um Newman also said that WeWork would make long-term leases with landlords, and the average lease for a space that WeWork rented was for 15 years. And with all with a, most of its spaces, it was on the hook for $47 billion worth of payments. Oh, man. That's so much money. $47 billion. Yeah. You're betting that you're going to do really well for a really long time. Yeah. So they were on the hook for $47 billion worth of payments. And as we said before... WeWork ended up becoming the biggest renter of office space in New York City. They were just getting as many offices as they possibly could. Yeah. Like, it was almost like a kid 
or like a person at a buffet. They just were just getting as much as they could, but they really couldn't sustain all that they were getting. Yeah, they're expanding, which is exactly what these people do too, is they expand beyond their means. Their vision takes over everything, and sometimes they don't have the hubris to look back and be like, is this, like, am I making sound investment decisions right now, though, with the company? They're just like, yeah, get it all done as fast as possible. Yeah, let's get it done. Let's do it. Their eyes were bigger than their stomach. Well, and this is honestly where this part that I'm going to talk about next, I think is one of the biggest fuck-ups of the company, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. Um, But Newman's wife, Rebecca, ended up becoming a really big part of the company. She was an actress in New York City who is cousins with Gwyneth Paltrow, and I guess she talks about that a lot. Oh, no. Yeah. And you know what? When you groaned like that, I didn't even think about that. This explains so much more about Rebecca. Oh, my God. She's a lot like her cousin, actually. Uh, I might get flack for this, and I don't super care, but Gwyneth Paltrow is insane. No, she's weird. Um, her What's her gooch? Goop. Goop. <laughs> Goop. With her candles scented. With her vagina. Says, my vagina, yeah. Is it shaped like her vagina? No. no you don't know scented. that. Oh, it's just scented? It's not it even does, shaped? It's not shaped like a vagina. It's just a candle. It should be shaped like a vagina, and the wick should be where the clit is. That costs money, and the thing is, is she wants to separate you from that, like, as much money as she can. While paying her money for her products? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her products suck. They're based on pseudoscience. hmm And she's, it's, you know, she might believe them. If she believes that these actually work, then she is insane. And other people are insane for believing her. And she's just making a bunch of money off of people who don't understand medicine. And that homeopathy doesn't work because homeopathy is just... If if, home, if homeopathy works, it's called medicine because there are homeopathies that we know work. Like peppermint tea for a bellyache. Yeah. Or like, man, if only there was a really natural like extract of bark that we could use to reduce pain, right? That's fucking aspirin. That's how we found aspirin. I didn't know that. It's from a bark of a willow tree. Salicylic acid. I'm just so glad I didn't. I wasn't the one who had to figure that shit out. But she would unofficially help out around the company. And she's also very scary skinny like her cousin Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. Um, she kind of looks like a bobblehead. Sorry, Rebecca, but you need to eat a sandwich. Um, Get ro- 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 wrecked. Well, Rebecca would also be there for interviews with Newman, and it was clear that she was trying to mold Newman a certain way. And then as time went on, Rebecca started taking more and more responsibility on at the company, and she was shifting the company more and more. So I get it. People have watched the Beatles documentary, whatever, whatever, but she's Yoko Onoing this. Is that what it is? Because really the Beatles documentary paints it as like Yoko Ono really didn't have anything to do with the fallout of the band, but you know, everyone blames it on Yoko Ono. I didn't even know we blamed it on her. Rebecca started taking more and more control at the company. Like she was just almost seen as a third founder by the end of it. Huh? Because she just weaseled her little way in there. And her Rebecca's spiritual advisor also started speaking weekly at the company, which I really don't understand, but whatever. If my boss brings in their spiritual advisor to give me a, to, to be in a meeting with me, I will die. He'll die, Kashan. Be like, I thought Mondays were hard enough. I gotta listen to this guy talking about it's like you gotta fucking you gotta do more downward dogs. God damn it. Right. That's rough. Rough, rough, downward dog. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um so, 
It was also said that Rebecca would fire people because of their bad vibes. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but your aura is all off today. I'm going to need you to pack up your desk and head home. They did practice Kabbalah, so it's a religion. Oh, my God. You're barefoot for it, I think. Is that is that like Santeria, one of those like Christ, like Caribbean Christian like religions? Um, Kabbalah is a mixture of a lot of different religions. It's widely practiced, wow. not widely practiced, but like celebrities practice it a lot. Oh, it's like Scientology. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Newman's ego started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And at one point in an interview I saw, it was stated that, um, so Newman and this guy went to go get a coffee at the little coffee shop at WeWork. Newman ordered a cappuccino and the other guy ordered a latte. So they give them their coffees, and Newman reaches for the latte. And the guy said, no, I ordered the latte. You ordered the cappuccino. And Newman looked really confused. And the guy's like, no, you ordered the, no, this is mine, and this is yours. And the barista cut in, and he goes, no, here, he points to the latte. He's like, that's a cappuccino, and that's a latte. So Newman was ordering the wrong thing. The entire time. And instead of just correcting him and telling him he was wrong, they literally changed the meaning of the word oh to appease God. him. It's it's just different levels of water, espresso, and milk. What are we doing? Stupid. We're splitting hairs here. Yes, exactly. Um, one man on the documentary was quoted saying, if you tell a 30-something-year-old man that he is Jesus Christ, he is inclined to believe you. And that's how he was acting. If you tell he me, he was I, also walking around barefoot and had super long hair. I guess that's fair. I was going to say, if you tell me I'm Jesus Christ, I'm going to be like, that's bullshit. My dad has not killed me yet. You're right, not yet. If you if you make it past 33, you can no longer be Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, that's the, that's the rule. <laughs> so I had a teacher in high school who said she used to pray that she would die when she was 33, so she could be more like Jesus. Great, us too, Mrs. Tillman. Can we get back to Ms. the Miss Rubio? Can I? I I'm protecting her identity. I'm giving I'm her a I'm not putting her on blast. Great. <laughs> in 2018, the company started focusing on budgetly, budgeting more tightly and started making cuts where needed. Oh, becoming a company? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, who would have thought? One way they did this were, was that employees were restricted from expensing meals that had pork, chicken, or red meat in them, which I don't know what other meat there is. Fish? That's about it. Fish. Um, I... Think that and, and the firm also said that it would not provide meat at its events or allow meat to be served at the food kiosks in its locations. Okay, no, this is the stupid way to focus on budgeting. Yeah, um, right. Well, th- did you know? <laughs> did you know that in 1987, American Airlines saved forty thousand dollars just by eliminating one olive in their first class salads? I saw that this week. Sure. So yeah, I guess you know. Um, see, but like being like, why take away the free beer? Well, right. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Take away the. I feel like the beer is more expensive than the meat that you're serving. Also, you're. I, I feel like this isn't going to save you money because if you're not expensing, you know, meals that include red meat, all fast food out the door. So now people got to eat at these ritzy upscale restaurants, and they can only get the lobster thermidor. So what do we, you know? Right. What are we doing here? Right. They're just going to spend more money. I just think that this had more to do with Rebecca being vegan and spiritual than this did with this aspect of the budgeting. 
had to do with that more than actual budgeting. G- gotta be, yeah. It's It was stupid. And there was a lot of talk in company meetings about how they were going to cut down on employees' workspaces. So people who actually worked at the company, not people who are renting the spaces, like actual employees of WeWork, that they were going to make kind of make them combine offices and combine their workspaces in order for WeWork, for them to fit more bodies into the WeWork spaces. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And um, meanwhile, Newman had a giant corner office. Nice. It was a, it was a, said it was like a palace. And there was also a talk of saving $1 million on the operating budget for that year. But Newman had just bought a $60 million private jet. Oh, my God. So this is like what we see in almost every episode where there's a lot of hypocrisy that's going on. Where it's like, it was like, um, oh, WorldCom. Oh. Right? When he's yeah. like, no more free coffee. Yeah, he started count- and, he started counting like the coffee filters to see yeah, how much coffee they were using yeah, or something crazy like, like that. But he was like, like literally stealing money from yes, the company at the same exactly. time. Exactly. And yeah. he was just living this super lavish lifestyle. But it's like where the money actually should have been cut, it's not where it's being cut. It's like, it's like, um, Kozlowski, or however you say that guy's name. Kozlowski. Kozlowski. Tycho. Yeah. Yes, Tycho, where he's spending all this money on stupid shit, but. His $1 million party for his wife. Yeah. Check that episode out, by the way. Both of yeah, those. Yeah, the that's orgy a, party. That's the telecom cowboy Bernard Ebers from WorldCom and uh, the Tycho Roman orgy. Yeah, but this it, it's just like that. We see this all the time where they these people are so greedy and they're so used to a certain lifestyle that they will hurt people below them. In order to get what they want. And honestly, you know what? This You can cut this out later. I don't care. It's just like our fucking government. All right? All of us middle, quote unquote, middle class and poor people, we suffer. And they make cuts to education. They make cuts to the community. They make cuts to everything. While they line their little motherfucking pockets with their ragonomics. There's a little trickle down effect that doesn't even happen. And then you... Have to pay $6,000 for an ER visit. Yep. It's about uh, the distribution of wealth. Eat the rich. Um, in, in July of 2018, WeWork closed a $500 million funding round aimed at expanding their business in China. So they weren't going to do it anymore. All right. Well, all right. Yeah. And in November of 2018, WeWork secured an additional $3 billion of funding from SoftBank which is the Japanese company, in exchange for a warrant that would allow it to buy new WeWork shares by the end of 2019. And then in January 19, the company actually legally changed its name from WeWork to We Company. That's stupid, but all right. Yep. And it paid $5.9 million to license the name. Not worth it. Cool. I would agree with you. On April 29th, 2019, WeWork filed confidenti- confidentially for initial public offering, or IP forget what ipo stands for mm-hmm. and in july on july 18 2019 the wall street journal reported that newman had liquidated 700 million dollars of his WeWork stock before its ipo that's not good right that's that's a little bit of what we would call a sign yeah you should be selling your stock not right before your ipo uh right right but okay on September 17th, 2019, WeWork postponed its IPO until the end of 2019, and that brought on a lot of criticism. 
I mean, companies do do this though because they they go they go out there they get feelers out about what people would pay and how many people would actually buy stock from their IPO, and then there's if there's not enough interest, they'll delay it and keep delaying it until there is. I think the reason it got so much criticism was because there was a lot of interest. Because at this time, they saw still saw WeWork as a super profitable company. Yeah, I guess that's weird. Yeah, if you think that this is going to be like, like people are going to want this and then they're delaying their IPO, it's like something's going on internally, right? Well, right. And they and not only were they delaying it internally, then they f- had found they had recently found out that he had liquidated all the stock. So they were like, why are, you de- why are you liquidating all your stock and why are you pushing back the IPO? This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Joanna Strange, who was a former employee... Um, she said that the company actually had a huge lack of organization, um, which honestly, in these sort of like work hard, play hard scenarios, it's kind of like that's common for lack of organization. And she she also claimed that she often done uh, did other people's jobs because they didn't work fast enough, um, which I was like, welcome to the workforce, Joanna. Yeah, I do other people's jobs all the time at work. Yeah, I mean, that usually means there's not a lot of supervision over tasks getting completed, though. Well, that being said, her supervisor ended up giving him her his password for everything because she was doing a bunch of tasks for him. And he was like, she said he wrote it on a post-it note and was like, here you go. Here's my password. Oh, great. So one day. So this is what she says. I don't necessarily necessarily believe her. So she said she would have to like answer emails for him a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she would accidentally log into his email instead of her own, which I think could happen. But one day strange accidentally saw an email. She wasn't supposed to. She saw a list of people that were going to be fired and she was on the list. Oh no. (laughs) Upon further reading the email, she realized that there was going to be a mandate to cut 7% of the employees that worked at WeWork. Oh, no. This would equate to about 2,000 to 3,000 employees. Oh, no. And in Strange's words, they were, do- they were doing this to save money, but she said that the company was, quote, unquote, hemorrhaging money. That they were just pouring out money, which we see in these crazy lavish events and the jet and the, like... You know, just buying all these properties without any backing and so on. They had to adjust their revenue down by 80%. And Strange ended up leaking this information to the media. I mean, they were going to fire her, right? So, like, fuck you. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I don't really blame her. If I got that email, I'd be like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and when, um, after she leaked it to the media, I don't know if they found out that she was the rat, but there was a lot of talk in the company of like, we need to find out the rat and like, woe is me. And um, and, and then 7% of them were like, wait, yeah, no. it's like, hold on. You're not the victim here. Like, wait, no. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we were had also definitely been lying to its investors the entire time and to the media that they were turning a profit and that they were doing well. Classic. And then this was just a little side note of something that happened. In October 2019, CNBC reported that 1,600 office phone booths had been tainted with formaldehyde. You know, just a little formaldehyde. It's okay. It's like, hey, what happened to the phones? Dropped a dead body on them. Sorry. They said people said their eyes were itching. Dropped them on uh, 1,700 phones are bad. A lot of dead bodies moving through here. And in November of 2019, SoftBank, that Japanese company that we'd said, 
put a bunch of money into the company, reported that $9.2 billion in write-downs from its investments. Oh, no. That is about 90% of the $10.3 billion that they had invested over the years. Yikes. Yikes is right. SoftBank ended up ending their majority ownership with the company valued at $8 billion, which is way less than the $13 billion that had, like, of all the money that had been invested into WeWork, that's a lot less than the 13 that had been invested. Yeah, that's less than just SoftBank invested. Mm-hmm. So the whole company is valued less than what they put into it when they got out. That's, yep. that's shitty <laughs> for yeah. SoftBank. Yeah. And it was said that WeWork also invented their own financial metrics to adjust expenses. So it looked like they were earning a higher profit than they were actually earning, which is not new. We've uh, seen that before. Now, if you look at this number, this number is our good number. It's a uh, it's a number of our own creation. It shows the amount of intoxicated employees uh, at work. And the higher that number is, the better uh, our revenue. Yeah. Don't think about it t- just, too hard. Just you are a creator. Like they just we put, are all creators. We work. They just put up like that graph of like an arrow going up that just says revenue. And they're uh-huh. like, look at this. Yes. <laughs> look at us. Look at what we're doing. Stonks. We are not. Do you remember that meme? It was like stonks. That's, that's all they did. It was a PowerPoint that had that meme. And they were like, and then investors were just like, shopping, just like, take $10 billion. Do it. Take my money. Oh my God. They would project profits, but then not actually make a profit. Cool. And WeWork was also behind on rent and was accused of not paying millions of dollars in rent. And in April 2021, the company was actually sued by Walter and Samuels for defaulting on a lease in Manhattan. So here's more of what happened. So Joanna Strange saw that email and and it ended up happening. And in November 2019, WeWork laid off 2,400 employees, which is almost 20% of its workforce globally. And then in March 2020, they laid off another 250 employees. Which really fucking sucks because the pandemic had just started. That's probably why they did it. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. And then there was another round of layoffs in April of 2020. At least they laid all these people off right before the extended uh, unemployment benefits started. Yeah, right? true. So at least people got m- money. Yeah, right. But it probably wasn't as much as what they were making. Oh, hell no. Are you, are you kidding me? I mean, they, they uh, maybe it was because they, they signed up for less. All that stock option, right? Yeah, that's true. And in, on September 13th, 2019, we work... I'm sorry, We Company announced that they were going to pick a new CEO and that Adam Newman and his family would no longer be members of the board. Newman actually voted himself out of being CPO at that board meeting. He voted to, to kick himself off the board? Yep. Can't you just leave? Like, why do you have yeah, to make a show of it? Yeah, why did you do that? Yeah, you he, can, was, he was a weirdo, though. You, so. you can just be like, all right, deuces, I'm just going to go. Yeah, I think that he did that because there was a lot of backlash of Newman. So he, right before the board meeting, and like it was also known that he would travel a lot on his little jet and stuff like that. But he's from Israel, and I think he still has family in Israel. And so he and his friends flew to Israel. Well, while they were in the air, you know, they left in the United States. They're going to Israel. So they were smoking marijuana on the plane. Uh-huh, nice. Hi, well, hi. So they were on their way to Israel. They're smoking on the plane, but they didn't finish the weed. And so they hid it in a cereal box. 
Well, the crew ended up finding it. And in Israel, that's a huge no-no. And they recalled the plane. (laughs) Just a leprechaun gets on the plane. He's like, where's my lucky charms? Oh, where's my lucky charms? They're finally here. Uh, It's weird. Is this the devil's lettuce? (laughs) Israeli commandos, arrest these people. Well, they didn't get arrested, but their plane got recalled, and Adam and his friends had to find a new way back to the United States. Damn. Yeah. And after this, Newman lost a lot of credibility because it was directly after all the hoopla with the IPOs, and he was kind of viewed as a crook. Like, I think if this had happened earlier in the WeWork times, it would have just been seen as funny, like, oh, he smokes weed, he's cool, whatever. I don't know. Elon Musk got a lot of flack for smoking weed on the Joe Rogan podcast. But Joe Rogan gave him a bad time, right? Or who gave him a bad time? No, people afterwards were like, well, the CEO shouldn't be smoking marijuana. That's stupid. And I was like, every CEO does cocaine probably. So like, why, yeah. do, why do you care? People care way too much about drugs in general, but that's another whole topic. As long as it doesn't kill you, whatever. More people, look me in the eyes through your headphones, more people do drugs than you think. Oh, absolutely. All right? Absolutely. And on September 24th, 2019, it was announced that Adam Newman would step down as CEO due to the backlash of the IPO process. Yeah, he was a dick about it. He's like, he's like, the criticism I have received has become a distraction from the company. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> you, you... Vo- you just voted yourself off the board. <laughs> well, also, you're running the company into the ground. Yeah. You're the one to blame. You're the one who bought a $60 million jet. Yeah. You want to fire all those people and then buy a $60 million check? Go fuck yourself. Well, listen to his exit package. Uh, his exit package was valued at $1.7 billion with a $970 million from remaining shares, $185 million in consulting fees, and a $5 million credit to assist him in repaying loans from J.P. Morgan Chase. And they kept him on as... As a consultant with a $47 million salary as well. Mm-hmm. So he's still making like, like he could just make $47 million a year for them to just call him and be like, hey, where'd you leave those papers? Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> insane. It's insane. And um, there was also, he also had some other skeletons in the closet. There was also. And sex- not just Rebecca. Oh, oh. Blah, blah, blah. Um, there was also a sexual harassment charge that was brought against Newman from a former employee that said that Newman would make advances towards her at the summer festival. Um, nothing was done about this and the employee was actually fired after coming forward. Retaliation? So it kind of feels like you did it. And I don't, I don't doubt for a moment that he did it because they were all so fucked up that whole trip. Yeah. It's like the bachelor, but with your work people. Literally. So, yeah, some people are going to be fucking. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But make sure it's consensual. Please. Newman. Many employees were really outraged about the package that he got, obviously. (laughs) Especially after all the employees were laid off and lost their jobs due to financial financial mishaps of the company. And Newman could have easily, like, he's set for life. Yeah, he's done. He's more than set for life. Now he doesn't have to deal with the downfall of the company, like, unless it goes down soon he doesn't even have to deal with it if it goes down he's like yeah i made a bunch of money exactly and all those employees were left high and dry it's like fuck you dude you spent your money unwisely and now you don't even get any real punishment for it yeah you don't get any punishment for it nothing honestly you made out better i think 
You don't have any of that stress. You're making $47 million a year. And you made $1.7 billion on top of that anyway. Yeah. You would have been set for life with the $1.7 billion. Yeah. I hate this guy. February 2020, Sam D. Mathroni became the new CEO of We Company. And in June 2020, McLevy, remember him? He was the co-founder with Newman. He announced that he would be leaving WeWork slash We Company. So now everyone who started it is gone. Yep. Yep. All right. There's a new man in town. WeWork is still around, but they are still struggling. Pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um. Well, the pandemic actually kind of made a new demand for remote work and working in flexible spaces. And I think that's actually why maybe they've been kept alive. Huh. Because there aren't really a whole lot of other options. Like, might actually be good for them in the long run because now they're distancing themselves with the scandal with time. So, like, by the time that people like really need to get back to working and more mm-hmm. people can go out and do more entrepreneurial things and they need this office space, people might have kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Like, everyone's worried about the new TikTok trend. So, no one's well, going to remember about WeWork. Well, and also, like, we had a shutdown and that took. Well, you know, it's like when we were, wow, I'm doing a lot of recall this episode, but it's like the McMillions episode when that was overshadowed by 9-11. It's like, this is <laughs> yeah. kind of overshadowed by the pandemic. I forgot that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about it. And then the pandemic happened and it's like, well, I don't, I really don't know what's going on now. I'm worried about dying at the grocery store. True. You know? Truth. And in May 2021, the company posted a $2.1 billion dollar and it was claimed to have 490,000 members during the first quarter of the year, which was only about 70% of what their pre-pandemic numbers were. Uh, a $2.1 billion dollar loss? Yeah. They're only valued at $8 billion. Yeah. Their loss is 25% of their entire equity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. That's bad. I don't like that. This year, WeWork launched a workplace management app, and this app allows a worker to book a desk for $29 a day to work in their space. And also monitors the heat of their balls. Yeah. They did it, guys. They did it. They're the next They're the next forerunner in the testicle app marketplace. That's actually Te- not a bad price. Testiclap. Oh, God, what the fuck is wrong with that? Oh, my God. Well, in conclusion, the story of WeWork is one that is not uncommon here on White Collars, Red Hands. We learned... Onward. Okay. Mm. We learned that although something comes in a bright, shiny package, maybe it does indeed have some rust. Adam Newman swayed his employees and tricked investors in a way to make them believe that they were going to be a part of the next big thing, that they were cared for, and they were part of a community, community, all while lining his pockets with a lifestyle that none of his employees could afford. I hope something comes out from this company and that man goes to prison, or at least has to give his money back. I don't think he will. I don't think... I, I, have, I truthfully believe... That he's going to get away with it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's been no real charges brought against him. Yeah. If there had been charges brought against him, I would say maybe. It's just shitty. Well, it's also not a it's also not a public company, so it's really... Well, it is now. They ended up they ended yeah. up going public after he left the company. Yeah. Um, by, like, by a merger. Um, so he didn't really have to follow as strict guidelines because it was still a private company. 
Right. You know, so now that it's public and he hasn't been part of any port, any part of the public company process, it's going to be hard because there's just, there's not as many guidelines and restrictions and laws that he, that governed him when he had the company before. I think nothing's going to happen truthfully. And I don't think it's right because a lot of people, a lot of his employees got hurt. Yeah. So if you're working from home right now or you're an entrepreneur and you're starting up a tech company, I guess give them your money now because now it doesn't matter because yeah. he's not there. Yeah. But you know what? Fine. If you see, if you see, uh, uh, Mr. Newman walking down the street, kick him in the balls. Do it. And then pitch him an app on how to fix them. Oh, perfect. There we go. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. <laughs> you know how to support us. If you like what you heard and you were like, I need more of that on a day to day basis. That backlog of episodes, it's not enough for me. Well, you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook.com slash White Collars Red Hands. We're on Twitter at White Collars Pod. We are on Instagram at White Collars underscore Red Hands. We are also on YouTube on Entertainment Buffet's YouTube page. Um, you can listen to our episodes on there because Sean makes some really great graphics. Um, another free way that you can support us is by leaving us a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Yeah, you can leave ratings on Spotify now. Go, yep. go on there, give yep. us a five star, get it up there. Get yes, on. help us boost that up. Um, I don't think we have a rating yet because not enough people have given a rating um so if you could go on there and leave a review that would mean a lot to us we love a five-star review but if you leave us a review that is honest with actual ways to improve we would take that as well we will take that um if you want a not free way to support us we do have merch um you can access that by going to our website www.whitecollarsredhands.com um you can go on there we have a little tab that says merch you can click on that you can go to our merch and you can buy yourself a sweater valentine's day is coming up you can buy you or a loved one all of their your white collars red hands merch that you didn't need to know you didn't even know you wanted you didn't know they wanted it. But they do. But they do. They do. You can cuddle up in a sweater. And if you uh you you know hear a white collar crime that's happened and you're like, hey, you know what? Nina and Kashan should cover that. Send us a little email at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. We love fan submitted episodes. We always try to do a fan submitted episode. Um we would love to do yours. And I think that covers it. Yeah. Uh I, I just want to say thank you guys so much for making us uh, your first listen for, um, you know, bad comedy and also, uh, and also stories about crime committed by the wealthy and joining us here on the journey. Um, the best, the best thing you can really do for us is to just tell a friend about the podcast. Yeah. You know, tell someone that you like it, tell someone that it was interesting, tell someone that you can skip past the first five minutes and get to the story instead of leaving a one star review. Uh, (laughs) you know, tell them, tell them all of that. Um, and get them to listen, you know, um, and then we can grow our engagement. We can learn from you guys how to better make a podcast and, and you guys can learn a little bit more about the stuff we talk about on a week to week basis that interests us. So yeah, I think that's all I had. That's all I've got. Well, we'll see you next time on another episode of white collars, red, red hands. hands.